You're listening to The Art of KCF. This offering is called The Turn of the Page and was released as part of The Art of KCF newsletter, issue 83, sent to email subscribers on December 31st, 2023. Stay tuned for a review of a show up in Bemidji following the essay. Sometime in October of 2023, I started booking things out to January 2024 and beyond. It felt extremely early to me to begin that work, and simultaneously like I was really on top of my life. After all, in March, when we start planning for things in June, I'm not nearly as salty. For some time now, I've been trying to align myself with new cycles, like seasons, moonrises, the position of the sun in the sky, and other opportunities for rebirth beyond the Gregorian calendar. Though as I investigated where humans came up with this calendar, I was not surprised to learn that the seasons and the moon were important to the construction of this solar calendar linked to important Catholic liturgical points in time. Coming up with the mathematic reasoning for the length of months and the contentious February extra day leap year situation is rather fascinating. Like imagine the Gregorian monks huddled around a board table in a heated discussion, not using Robert's rules of order, about when the leap year has to occur for the math to work in the early part of 1582. The Julian calendar mistakenly used the assumption of 365.25 days in a year. So the Gregorian shifts us back to the more sun-based system that approximates 365.2422 days per year. How specific! It's also interesting to think about all that had to happen for this one calendar system to rule them all. And now, in just a few hours, depending on when and where you are while reading this message, we will be flipping pages into a new year. Perhaps you're already there. How's the weather? I set a really lofty goal of reading 160 books this year. Turning pages has usually brought me comfort, joy, purpose, and satisfaction. And I'm happy to report that I failed to meet my lofty reading goal for 2023. About a month ago, I could have pushed myself to the breaking point to speed read through the remaining books to meet my goal. But I purposefully chose not to do that. I know all the strategies, thin poetry volumes, graphic-based texts, children's books, cookbooks, but I kind of wanted to fail at not meeting a goal to feel how it sits in my body at 42. I actually feel proud of myself for not pushing myself to sickness, just to be able to say I met an arbitrary goal of my own making. To be clear, I read a lot of books this year, 117 as of the writing of this missive. I might finish a couple more between now and the year's end. Who knows? I thought not meeting my goal would feel more devastating than it ultimately did. Here's what I learned. 160 books is too much for my life right now. I'm also committing to a different kind of reading goal in 2024. Maybe it'll be more quality over quantity? I want to be touched by the book. I want to be changed by it. Maybe it's too much to ask, but I want to learn something or feel something because of the art itself. Not just devouring for devouring's sake. To that end please send your recommendations my way. I want to read more experimental literature. I want to read more moving memoirs. I want to read more about art, painting to be specific. 
Perhaps I'll try failing for my reading in a new way in 2024. Might I consider not continuing to read a book if I'm not into it? Perhaps one day I'll stop flipping through pages I don't want to be flipping. We'll see. A person I met this year, who's become part of my life, asked me if I was a paper planner type person, and I excitedly shared yes. In fact, I'm so into it, I'm a passion planner ambassador. In my estimation on this subject, there is only one thing more sacred than a freshly new paper planner, and that's a full, fattened planner with a loosened spine. At the breakfast nook table, I've amassed my two passion planners from 2023 for my final yearly reflections and introduced them to my three fresh new 2024 planners. It's a great day when the planners meet. I leave what I want to be left in 2023 and bring with me what needs to move into the next year. I thank them for their service and welcome my new companions. The overlap of four or five paper planners is a magical time of year that truly only happens once. Now, how special to get to caress these pages, marvel at the filling of some and the possibility in the others. I'm excited to announce that my coffee club members, full name reveal coming in 2024, I promise. I know I keep saying that, but the list of possibilities are made and will be solidified in January. Anyways. My coffee club members will be invited to spend virtual space with me on Sundays when I'm able for a planning party. We'll converse, share tips about our favorite office supplies, be in community, and use our paper planners. Stay tuned to my coffee site for more information for our first meeting January 7th, 4 to 5 p.m. Central Time. And if you're not a member, maybe it's time to join this awesome crowd. I've got some fun things planned and penned in my planner pages for 2024 for my coffee cup fillers. In the tarot deck, the pages represent new learners. They are known as the youngest and most inexperienced member of the court cards who skip with the spirit of inquiry and observation along the path laid out in front of them with fresh eyes. They are the members of their suits who are eager to learn, curious, and have open minds that are not constrained by preconceived notions because of their naivete, playfulness, and sense of possibility. I love the page energy of excitement for new adventure ahead. It's something I know I have within me, and something I want to continue cultivating onward. In 2024, I'm turning my page into the one that reads more excitement, less anxiety about the path unfolding in front of me. More adaptation and flexibility in the creation and accomplishing of plans. So it shall be. Have you ever noticed the page-turner who flips the music book for the pianist? In 2024, I'm calling in that kind of peace and ease. I'm requesting my ancestors and guides turn the page for me when I'm reaching the end of the page I need, and I'm ready for the next one. Such a beautiful offering. The assistance of someone, somewhere in the universe. A breaking down of the myth of individualism. I'm trusting that page-turner to help me keep the pace. The page-turner plays such a valuable role, reading along to see where the player is and knowing the exact right timing to switch to the next one. A quick, purposeful action marking a transition from the past notes into the present moment. I need this help all the time. As I reflected on 2023 with Vimo and my BFF on Christmas Day, they reminded me that one way to look at how my year unfolded was definitely possible, but so too was a more gentle reading of how things went down. 
Well, actually, they both took things to a pretty bleak conclusion that was an even worse timeline than the one I was actually on. But their ideas helped flip the page for me a bit. It helped me see that if I'm not liking the story, I can just shut the book, move on, leave that behind, let go. They flipped the page for me, and I'm grateful that they did. May 2024 bring you a fresh flip of the calendar page or any other turning of pages with which you may need help moving toward or beyond. Happy New Year. Bemidji's Watermark Art Center called to me as I took in the art market across the street that Sharon Nordrum organized, who you might remember from the previous episode of the podcast. In the Mikkanin Gallery, my eyes were greeted by the vibrant and contemporary landscape paintings of Kent Esty. Kent paints with the joy of a painter whose pleasure emerges from moving mediums on a surface. His hand is visible in the long strokes representing grass blades, daubs that start narrow, widen, and then constrict again to represent leaves on a variety of plants, and the knowing of a seasoned painter of win to leave it alone and to move on to something else. SD Garden Number 1 is the kind of painting that would fit in at the Chick Finn, bright colors that push the landscape from realism to manufactured acrylic paints that function to create just enough identifiable marks of plants we know and love. The abstract moments of splatters, paint applied with things other than brushes, and the relationship between the foregrounded florals to their green and blue backgrounds, simulating their place in the natural world, inspire a wondrous awe, a delightful feast for the eyes. Kent writes in his artist statement that he is simply painting what he sees, And boy, oh boy, do I want to see the world through his eyes in the form of these paintings. His exhibition, Indanakiyan, Where I Am on the Earth, is up at the Watermark Art Center in Bemidji, Minnesota, through February 9th, 2024. Go check it out. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF newsletter and podcast is a fiscal year 2023 recipient of a Creative Support for Individuals grant from the Minnesota State's Arts Board. This activity is made possible by the voters of Minnesota thanks to legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical editions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes. Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.